Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney, are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. I'm your host, Blaine Putney. I'm joined by my co-host, Treg Wilson. Hello, hello. And this is a very special episode. We're doing a little bit of a crossover with the Raw Knuckles podcast with Chris Nyland and Tim Stapleton. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Oh, it's our Thanks pleasure. Thanks for having us. Awesome. It's, yeah. it's hard to say no to a Canadian's legend and someone who played for the Leafs for a few games. Yeah, like two. I don't and even you- know if I... No, four. Okay, three's a few. So yeah, no, I played a few games. That's that's four more games in the NHL than either one of us have ever. No, I appreciate played. that. Yeah, but I just do whatever Nux tells me to do. So that's where I'm at now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do whatever Blaine tells like, me. Be to here, be. I'll be there. <laughs> if he would have said he would have joined the Navy, I would have joined the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> we got full benefits. That's right. Hundred percent. Awesome. So. We're just going to, we'll, we'll cover a bunch of stuff. We're just going to shoot the breeze for a, a while, however long you guys are going to give us, and we'll go from there. Um, it works, yeah. For me, it's really it's really neat to talk to you again, Chris. We you, you don't remember it, but we met a couple of times in Halifax when we were playing ball hockey tournaments. Yeah. And uh, you beat the shit out of us. Yeah, I, I don't recall, to be honest with you, but... I, yeah. I got jerseyed. Let's not being a loaf, not being... Eh, but I just... I don't recall playing ball hockey in fucking Halifax. I just don't. I know I played in Afghanistan. Yep. Um, uh, but trying to trying to think. I know I played a lot of ice hockey in Halifax. You don't know your ball hockey stats? No, I don't. I don't have them. I never got 20 <laughs> in ball hockey. Okay. You weren't on that emphasis play ride from Afghanistan, were you? Uh, no. Uh, and I got nothing to say about that. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Good answer. I don't Good know answer. I'm kind of like, well, you know, can we, can we text, can we type about it? Because I want to know what it is. <laughs> you, we'll you, can ask Knuckles, you can ask Knuckles off the air. Uh, I wasn't on <laughs> that trip. Fair enough. I wasn't on that trip. <sighs> well, Treg, you, you didn't go to that one, did you? That deployment? To Afghanistan? Yeah. No, I was on the I was in the Red Sea. I was doing the pirate operations off Somalia. Cool. I ran, wasn't I wasn't doing that. Ran out of pirates in the Caribbean, went over to the Red Sea. Yeah, I had to go over the yeah. Red Sea and do the no. Somalia do the Somalia thing. 
I got nothing to contribute on that one. <laughs> like, I took my kids to school. Does that, that work? That's just that as dangerous, dangerous sometimes. That's, okay, that it is. Just it as is. dangerous. Mm-hmm. Same anxiety, same level of anxiety, at least for sure. Especially with all those single moms hanging around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, uh, Treg, you had uh, you want you wanted to kick it off with a question there. All right. So, uh, 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 Knuckles, you and Tim, uh, you kicked off Rod Knuckles podcast. It seemed like a kind of a similar feel to uh, Off the Cuff Show, uh, but with a wider appeal uh, and more guests from the NHL. Was that by design, or uh, did you want to go into a different direction, or did you guys just decide to up and change things? Yeah, not really anything with to do with Off the Cuff. You know, I wasn't looking to replicate anything there. To be honest with you, radio show a lot different than doing this um yeah yeah i yeah i just didn't want to have anything to do with that after what happened with me so right. yeah the furthest thing from my mind was off the cuff when we started this i um yeah i was looking to do a podcast i met tim uh with uh, a few other guys uh at a an event that uh we were at together on zoom and we got to know each other a little bit and uh, ended up meeting and i liked what i heard from tim liked his humor i liked his uh knowledge of the game and i said you know what i think if i'm gonna start a podcast and bring someone in with me i said i would surely like a guy like tim and also i think it's good having um the discrepancy in our ages, you know, Tim a little younger, me a little older and a lot older, but um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good mix. I mean, we've mm-hmm. both got hockey brains, you know, and we're hockey guys and doesn't matter how old you, you are. Hockey guys seem to drive no matter, um, you know, what the age. Yeah. It's kind of universal. The stories are parallel this how do you get there it's the times change but those stories kind of they stay similar yeah yeah no i agree it's like um some i was just somewhere where like i was talking i ran into a couple old teammates and and the guy i was with was like you guys you're just you know it's like we you don't leave it's like you left off you know right where you left off or whatever that made no sense what i said right now I'm kind of <laughs> anyways <laughs> cut uh, no, I was just saying you kind of like you just don't miss a beat. And I, I'm sure that's relatable to like, uh, you know, a lot of things, right? Like a, you know, every sport and you kind of have that locker room, um, you know, chemistry. And, and like Nux said, I mean, I, I don't I just met Nux, but it was, it's kind of like, you know, we it feels like we've played together. And, and so it's always nice to connect with someone. And, and I'm still transitioning from the game. So it's 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 awesome to kind of connect with other other players in the game and and kind of you know at least try something and have some sort of structure and yeah everything he said he's exactly right about me I, uh, probably more no i'm just kidding <laughs> i appreciate the compliments partner and uh yeah really yep. you're the youth and the looks of the show just like treg is uh, i'm yeah. older than you blade <laughs> no <laughs> so he's lying see that's one no. thing we don't have Knox never lies to me we never lie to each no. other no no, I'm I'm 48 years old, so uh, I'm I'm the old guy in the room. Well, mm. according well, with, with Blaine, well, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe not Nux. Sorry, Nux, but uh. <laughs> I feel I feel a lot a lot older than I am. What are how old are you, Blaine? 46. 
fuck, you guys are all old, right? <laughs> Tim's old. young. Like I was talking I'm young. 39. Tim's young. I'm not even, yeah. Fuck. My I whole mean, life ahead of me. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't even Tim's, started going down that hill. <clears throat> Tim's yeah, my yeah. girlfriend's age. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we hit it off. <laughs> oh, that's awesome awesome <laughs> oh man <clears throat> so um yeah go oh, ahead, go ahead no, no i was no, gonna say go. so so now that colorado uh won the cup how cool is it that manson uh, the first northeasterner to win the stanley cup since 1986 when you chris and uh yeah. randy uh boychuk won it uh how cool is that that uh, northeaster finally won yeah. the cup after yeah, all these yeah. years listen that's cool doesn't you know keep he Played at Northeast and obviously I played against his dad for years, uh, uh, Dave. And I went over and spoke at <clears throat> Northeastern, <clears throat> excuse me, um, uh, when he was there. I went over and spoke to the team a couple of times. And um, I remember him coming up to me and say, Yeah, you played, you fought my dad, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it was just, you know, a lot of youthful exuberance and, he was all excited to meet someone who fought his dad. And, um, you know, I, I heard nothing but good things about him at Northeastern, you know, and he got to the NHL, he established himself, tough kid, uh, pain in the ass to play against. Um, you know, he scored a couple timely goals uh, here in the playoffs. Good on him. I'm happy for the kid. You know, uh, certainly love watching uh, guys have success, um, you know, especially – you know, when there's a connection there somewhere. So, yeah, it's cool. Was he asking win, for tips on how to take his old man? Did you win the fight? Yeah. Charlie, the father? Yeah. That was not- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I know you're doing the interview here. Lightweight. lightweight so Come on, Tim. Lightweight. No, he was a tough kid. But, yeah, we uh, and a lot of respect for those guys. But he uh, certainly have respect for his dad. Sure. No. The Canadians have an opening for assistant captain. Either one of you uh, in the running or? No, no, we're both retired. Yep. Captain? No, no. assistant coach. Assistant, oh. assistant coach, sorry. Oh, oh. captain. You can, I have more, uh, better chance of being the assistant captain than assistant coach. That's <laughs> no, I don't, I, I don't think that uh, it's certainly um, anything they would consider someone like me, you know, you know, I'm not. Would- good at powdering asses and changing diapers <laughs> i've done that already i don't need to um you know listen there's some guys there certainly kind of throwback players but a lot of guys there are a lot of guys today that are a little in twinkle toes and you know um you got a pamper some of them and you know i just i didn't like that when i fucking played back then when there were guys like that i don't like it now i don't I don't like guys that don't come to play every night. I didn't like it back then. I don't like it fucking now. Things don't change that way with me. And, you know, it might seem like I'm picking on today's play, but I, I don't. I mean, I call a spade a spade. If I see a guy out there dogging it, for the majority of the time he, he plays games. You know, I had a coach tell me you have one bad game in 10. Now, I, I set a goal not to have bad games or play like dog shit. Um, and there were nights my legs didn't go and I tried the best I could and I just couldn't get there. And usually if that happened, I go out and get in a fight or I do something else. If the legs weren't there where some guys, if the legs aren't there, you're fucked. You can't even do anything else. You, you can't get in a fight because you can't fucking fight. 
and you can't help the team. So you go out there and try as hard as you can. And I respect that about guys who come to show. Brendan Gallagher, perfect example. Guy comes to play. Did he struggle a little bit, the pandemic and all that? Sure. He had some some issues. There was a, the whole league did, I believe. I mean, that such a such a difficult time everybody went through. Playing in front of no fans, fucking putting a mask on, fucking clowns. The whole thing, you know, you know, and then you get on the bench and you're sitting together, fucking spitting on each other and no masks. Like the coaches behind there with masks. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. So you're saying you don't want to be the assistant coach. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to work with Marty, but I just don't see it happening. You know, they, you can't have a, an assistant coach that'll be firing fucking tablets up in the stands. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to see that. I, I think Torch has got enough doing that in Philadelphia. I'd like Who's to in the running for the assistant right now? They, any names pop, you know? On the, uh, on the- a couple of Francophone names. And then they, someone mentioned, uh, I think it was Eric Engels today, mentioned Rick Bonus. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Bones. Ricky Bones. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, 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 heard, I heard of a couple of Q guys that I couldn't pronounce their name if I tried. And then... Uh, yeah, and then yeah, bonus. I heard bonus today, so that's yeah. the only thing I've heard. Who knows? Um, who knows? Who knows? Um, Ricky Bones, he's a good assistant coach. I believe a much better assistant coach than head coach. He's just too. It's a nice guy, the sweetheart of a guy, and you know, head coaching. Yeah, I, I just don't think. Yeah, he accepted it and did it. Made made a few bucks there probably more than he did as an assistant and nice for him, but he's, he's a really good assistant coach. Now you were talking about the toughness that it takes to, to make a difference. Do you think there's still room for those tough customers? No. Those, I mean, yeah, like a little bit, you look at Lucha play. All right. There's one yeah. uh, Wilson, you know, uh, Reeves a little bit. They're just those guys. I, a guy like Reeves is a little more of a deterrent now. Um, is he going to go out and beat everybody up every night? No. But when they play Washington and Wilson's there, after what happened, you have somebody there at least can stand up and uh, make the other team take notice. But that that's fucking long gone from the game. You know, the odd time they'll never take it out. I don't believe uh, to leave it in. So when maybe two guys that are five foot five uh, yelling at each other one night, maybe scratching each other in the corners, then they can get so pissed off at each other. They might decide to get a little cat fight. One ruin their manicure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm five, seven. So I, yeah, those five. Five. I know I didn't, I was not <laughs> no, no, alluding. I, saying, I was not alluding to you there, Timothy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, um, yeah, I don't know if those guys that you get, you got to at least play, right? I mean, I don't know. The Colorado have one of those guys considered, you know, we're not, no, not Manson, really. I think, was one of the only ones. Yeah, yeah he's like but, scoring goals, though. Yeah. You're talking about like the guys that don't even know there was like a puck out there. Those kind of guys. <laughs> there's, there's no heavyweights in the NHL anymore. No, there's not, there's not a heavyweight anymore. There's not a, there's not a Probert or a Domi or Nylon or a, anyone like that. Like it's, it's Delorier maybe is a well, Probert you know, could play, yeah, man. Another one. Yeah, uh, you know, like you, you count on one hand how many guys you you would have in the league that you probably wouldn't want to go up against. But 
Uh, I, I personally, because I, I grew up and you know, watching hockey in the 80s, I, I think that's a deterrent on the game. I, th- I don't think they should have put the enforcer rule in, uh, and, and changed the whole game like that. I think you're uh, getting more. I think you're getting more clutching and grabbing and hooking and stuff like that because you can get away with it. There's no your stars are not protected anymore, and I think that's mm-hmm. a deterrent on the game. Personally, that's my personal opinion. Yeah, I don't. You know, I'll be honest with you. I I don't miss it. I, you know, it's just you know the game has changed so much. You can't yeah. slash guys now. You can't touch a guy with your stick. Um, Cross checking is the next thing, which they really should you know, do something about it. If they're going to do something about the slash and the cross check is ridiculous sometimes. And, you know, it's hard to really be able to retaliate something like that. You can't do that anymore. It's like, mm. I find it foolish, you know, when two guys fight with the, it's bad enough with helmets. Now they got mat cages, uh, you know, the visor. It's like crazy. It's like, you know, why fight, you know? Um, and then, you know, the game, they've gotten away from it. It just never come back. I, I, I think that <clears throat> what kind of hurt it was like all them muscle heads that come in and all them stage fights where guys, you know, they were on steroids and all like huge and they go out there and they, all right, we're going to go tonight. You know, and I look back in the eighties and seventies and stuff, a lot of that, was yeah it it was prevalent but i think it was more spontaneous uh mm-hmm. back in that time um but you know who knows i th- th- those times are gone I, I and honestly sometimes i look back at some of the shit i did and i go what the hell are you thinking but that was the game that, like some stupid shit went on like the 87 and, playoffs yeah there's a lot of crazy shit yeah. like and people love seeing that, but fucking be part of it and tell me how much you fucking love it. I mean, I have fun. I have fun doing it, but there's some scary shit that happens out there, especially back in those days. And, you know, uh, yeah, I just, I don't think it's really, it should be used as a tactic anymore, intimidating. Yeah, if you've got some tough guys on the team, great. But the fighting, you know, going, trying to intimidate guys, I just don't, I don't know how much that really works anymore well, the game's evolved and we've seen the, fi- the final that we just watched is probably some of the best hockey we've seen in a few years and it's two teams that they're built on speed and skill as opposed to trying to muck it in the quarters yeah no i i agree i i thought the playoffs were kind of weird i thought like early on like there was like blowouts with no yeah. with no like you know I was telling Nux, like, if I was on the, on the team that was winning, like, 5-1, like, I would be, like, someone's going to send a message, you know, some some way or another. But, like, it just seemed like they were just waiting for the game to be over. And it was just kind of missing a little bit of that playoff feel. But then as the, as the playoffs went on, it was awesome. I thought the finals, you know, I had Colorado to win. But at one point in the series, I was like, man, I don't know. Yeah, I, I was rooting for both. It would have been cool to see Tampa win three in a row. I don't know if we'll ever see that, you know. Um, but yeah. – uh, you know, it was, it was all in all, it was like, even yesterday, like, and then we talk about, you know, this, you know, there's scoring now, I guess, like a lot more scoring, but even yesterday's two to one game was awesome. Like that was just a playoff hockey game that that's always been like that, you know, and it was good to see. Did you guys catch that? Yeah. Tim, Tim picked Colorado. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, if you guys were just, yeah. And and when it was down to, he picked Colorado when it was down to like, Two teams. Yeah, game game one, I had yeah. It was game one. I'm like Colorado's gonna win. <laughs> well, I, I oh, picked Colorado. He had them from early. the get go. 
He had him. I had him beat. I had him beat in Tampa too. Yep. Yep. Did. Same here. Actually, I had I had Colorado playing Florida, and I'll never pick that. Again. I had Colorado playing Florida too, and yeah. I will never pick the Panthers again. Yeah, unless Joel Quenville was there, and he's not. And and though that was the most disappointing performance by a hockey yeah. team, I think ever in the playoffs. What a oh! It, it was. Almost like, I was looking forward to that. That was yeah. good. I don't know, and it was just like dead. You know, it's almost like they didn't even show up. Yeah, it's like, really? listen, you might not like the coach. I don't know if that was the case, but here's the deal. You're playing against your cross-state rival, yeah. Tampa Bay, and and you show up like that. You don't even they, – they didn't even make it ugly. They didn't even get nasty. It was like crazy. The year before, right, previous year, it was unbelievable. The games they had with each other, they wanted to kill each other. It was like, yeah. I mean, where'd that go? Totally different. I don't know. Can you imagine like Colorado, Detroit in the nineties having a series like that? <laughs> never had. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, just, just crazy. No, I can't imagine that. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe because they don't go to strip joints after you know game three or something like these guys mm-hmm. supposedly mm-hmm. did. Yeah, what's That's the, the rumor? Joint? What's a strip joint? Gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> as, as a sailor, I have no idea. <laughs> never been mm-hmm. to one. I worked in one for three years. Okay, never been to one. yeah. yeah. I, like, I did not live in as a stripper or just like what? No, I was a waiter. I oh. was a waiter. Okay. No one wants to see this naked. <laughs> Trust me. No one wants to see this naked. No. We pay him to keep his clothes on. That's yeah. correct. Okay. That's correct. Yeah, until they were out in that ship for about four months. And they're yeah. like, oh. <laughs> no, not Sha- really. <laughs> no. no, it's still the same. They're still <laughs> like, keep your clothes on. Yeah. He's more seven month pretty. <laughs> <laughs> he hit the seventh month, maybe. Um, uh, and we were talking you, you mentioned brunette uh, the way he was kind of let go that kind of seemed odd to me he was nominated for a jack adams and then they walked no, well, it wasn't odd to me he, he didn't get it done in the playoffs and they obviously they you know looked looked to him as being the guy that was the problem he couldn't you know with that team you look at them. Should you have to motivate them? Sometimes you do, but you're in the Stanley Cup playoffs. You shouldn't have to be motivating guys to play. And, you know, where they didn't show up to play, that had to have something to do with it. It had to. And and for, for a guy that is nominated or not, like, he obviously didn't get their attention because they didn't do shit in the playoffs. It was disappointing. So talking about coaches and playoffs and stuff like that, uh, Dom Ducharme uh, was coach of Montreal. They made it to the Stanley Cup final. By Christmas of the next season, he had one of the worst records in Habs history and was fired. Was that a Carey Price was the reason Montreal went to they were? or and, and Dom Ducharme was just a standing behind the bench? Or was that – that, you'd say that was a uh, – a lot of things this year was a result of, you know, Weber being injured, Price being injured, and really not on Dom's shoulders. Uh, do you yeah. understand? Yeah, I, I don't know if the guys really like Dom. All right, the other guy got fired. What can you do? Yeah. Julian's gone. They bump him, bump him into that spot, and next thing <clears throat> comes to playing the playoffs. I mean, let's face it. <clears throat> they were almost out of it, right? They're down 3-1 the Leafs. They're gone. 
Scene's over. He's like, hello. And then all of a sudden they roar back and it seemed like they came together as a group. And um, in spite of the coach, mm-hmm. did what they did. Um, you know, they had great leadership. A lot of people, that's all I ever heard up here. Some of the smart asses on different shows. They say, oh yeah, leadership. What's the leadership? Oh, he's good in the room, this and that. Well, if you know anything about the game, been around the game, that that is a big, big yeah. piece. And to have a guy like Weber in that room, and playing uh, the way he was on the ice, coupled with Edmondson on the back end, uh, Sherratt. I mean, they're fucking tough D on the back end, and um, they made guys pay. And and certainly up front, we saw what happened. Some of the young kids came through. It was really, it was awesome to see what they did. Uh, but Price, it was almost like Price's last hurrah, the way we look at it yeah. now, because I don't know where the hell he fits uh with this team or he's going to be, is he going to be healthy enough to play? Who knows? Uh, is he going to play 20 games next year and, and then uh, play in the playoffs? I don't know. Uh, it seems to me when I look at the whole thing, it's um, I don't know if he wants to be here anymore. I don't think I've heard him come out and say, listen, I don't want to go anywhere. I love Montreal. My favorite, you know, I love it. I've been here since the beginning. I want to retire. I haven't heard that from him. So I don't know if he really wants to be here. Well, um, yeah, it's it's tough to say. He might not even be healthy enough to play again, so we just don't know. Mm. But uh, back to the coaching, uh, Tim, you you played for a few uh, big name coaches who were known to be motivators, namely bullies. Iron Mike. You mean bullies? Is that why? You yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> well, no, did that uh, yeah. did it work at all? Did, did yeah. that work? Well, for sure. And I actually, I actually, as much as I kind of joke around with those stories, it's, you know, I, I still believe in that kind of, you know, I don't know, maybe a little bit, it's a little too much at times, but I don't know. You get like Mr. Nice, at least this is my experience, but like, I just felt like the coaches that were this like, you know, Mr. Nice guy, it's just like, eventually they, they have no control. And then it's just like a mess. And then it's like you start losing and it's like eventually you're playing for yourself. And, you know, I, it, clearly I never won anything. That's why I'm saying that. But um, <laughs> no, it's just, uh, yeah, I had, I kind of got the end of that era. Obviously I had my, uh, Keenan and in, in late in my career in Russia, um, which was like the worst because it's like I understood English and no one else did. So I think he just <laughs> thought it was like, hey, I can be like 19, you know, 89 Keenan. But uh, it was yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I still, like, I think it, the best coach is, like, one that you kind of fear but also respect, you know, and, and and um you know, that's not, I don't know, you know, like, it's, but, yeah, I, I believe in the old school way. I, I Like I said, I don't know how, I, I don't know, some of the tactics were a little too much. I know Babcock did a few things. Maybe that's a little too much, but it is different times now, I guess. I is know. that kind of why guys like Babcock and Keenan you haven't seen back in the NHL? Yeah, I don't know if they'll be able to kind of – I don't think they would be able to do that today. There's no way. There's no way. They'd get canceled, clearly, (laughs) you know. So it's – I think there's a – I think you could still do it, like accountability and then, you know, just kind of – you know, I just felt like when I played – and I wasn't much of an NHL career guy, but, like, I just felt like every practice for me – because I didn't know if I was going to be like sent down or called up or whatever it was, but it's like every practice I was nervous to make like a turnover or mistake. And now you watch the game and there's like a million 
turnovers, which is whatever. It's fun to watch because like everyone's flying everywhere, but I just count them out the amount of times I would have been sent down in a lot of the plays in today's game. But it's uh, and a lot of it I had to do, which is, yeah, I mean, coaching just being, you know, you just knew you weren't going to like, it's not going to be okay. <laughs> it's like, Hey, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Don't do it again. It was like, you know, what are you doing kind of, and you, you wanted to be kind of accountable to your teammates. So, like I said, I don't think those guys, yeah, clearly I don't think they could do what they were doing. Um, I, I don't know where the line is of, of you can kind of do it a little bit at least, but I think, I think it works. I, you know, I don't know. Then again, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, Anyway, I, I come in, the, I was there in the day, right, in the 80s, where, like, you just did it, shut the fuck up and do yeah. it. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> you can go down and do it in the American League if you want. And that's kind of, I guess, in a sense, the power coaches and management had over you back in the day. There's no free agency. Um, you know, <laughs> players were only not, not making a whole lot of money. It was like, now today you got a guy making $10 million, a fucking coach making three, and you're going to tell the coach where to go? You're going to get rid of this player? You're going to, you know, you kind of, you got to manage his ice time, but you got to try and also get the best out of guys who make that kind of money, right? And again, I'm glad guys make money, but earn it every night. Come show up and fucking play. Don't like tiptoe through the tulips uh, two, three nights in a row. Like, fuck, it's too tough on me. I, I never liked that. I don't like it then. I don't like it now. Like I said, and <clears throat> talk about coaches. Uh, a guy like Babcock, right? You know, he, you know, he, he was tough on guys and he was a prick. You know, and I, I think a lot of time, really, when you take a step back and look at the ego involved in that <clears throat> with him, um, is he able to change? Like, I believe in second chance. I don't believe this guy should be fucking canceled forever because of what he did to fucking this one or that one. And I know Chelly didn't like him. I know that the fucking Commodore guy, he hated him, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's like crazy. But okay. We all had, like, I had coaches I couldn't stand too, right? I get it. But I don't think that guy should be canceled the rest of his life because, you know, he, he, he maybe made some mistakes. Or if he had a do-over, he might change that. I don't know. Yeah, he did what he had to do to win. That's yeah. the thing, though, is these coaches, they won. Like, you yeah. know, like yeah. Heenan, it was like, I, I could think what I think. But at the end of the day, I'm like, this guy won. Like, he won a cup. He knows what it takes. He's got a lot of wins. Like, who am I to sit here and think I'm the victim? But, you know, at the end of the day, that's, you know, it is different times. And I I, I agree with Nux. I don't, you know, everyone can change. I, you know, I could tell you a lot of guys hate Babcock, but they're also, you know, happy they won a, a cup. <laughs> right. So, you know, I mean, I, you can go both ways, but yeah. And the guys who hate him would say, well, they, they could have won with fucking anybody in there, yeah. you know, but it's not true. I don't think. Trey. Oh, all right. So talking about coaches there next, Perron and Milbury, what was the difference between their coaching styles? Perron just didn't really understand the game, you know? Just didn't really – he wasn't a good coach. Oh, really? Okay. Really. He was dumb as a sump. And um, – but that's what the whole team called him Puddinghead. I mean, Puddinghead? <laughs> Does that tell you something? The whole fucking yeah. team. Yeah. Now, I say it because, you know, whatever. I, I, I put uh, – the shit I have with him, I put behind me. 
and I've met met with him. I've talked with him. I don't have a problem with Jean Perron, but his this is the truth. He was not an intelligent guy. He wasn't as far as the game. I really and anybody who tells you he was is full of shit and they're lying. And um, that year in '86, Bob Gainey, Larry Robinson took control of that team, and and then certainly the Patrick Warren, Claude Lemieux, the young guys. We had a great group of guys and we were able to do it with um him despite him on the bench and like he was gone the next year i mean the guy won a stanley cup his first year he was gone the next year yeah what's that tell you and and where to go i went to quebec they found out oh this guy really doesn't know what he's talking about he's fucking gone you know and and listen he got an opportunity and um you know, he ended up winning a cup, you know. God bless him. He Thanks, got a Patrick. ring and, you know. Is he, did you, like, call than, him you call him putting your head to his face? Like, were you, like, were you just, like, coaching? No, oh. guys were on the bench, like, on the ice and practice. Okay, okay. Yeah. Skating around, and guys <laughs> hey. would go, they'd be going, pudding, 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 <laughs> pudding. Guys would be saying, and he never knew what pudding meant, you know. <laughs> I think he might now. But what about, putting, what about was he like a hard coach? Was he like kind of you know? Would he keep you accountable or just clueless? Just fooled everyone. Clueless, clueless, yeah, clueless. Yeah, yeah. it's like working cool. with Treg. <laughs> oh, Blaine, Blaine. One day, one day. What about Milbury? What was he like? Mike Milbury, I go through a wall for him. I love playing for him. Didn't have a problem with Mike Milbury whatsoever. I think, you know, his management skills when he was in the island weren't the best. I think him leaving Boston was the worst thing for him in his career as far as the coaching part mm-hmm. and maybe management. I think if he stayed around sending a little longer in that organization, he was he would have been better off in Boston. And he ended up uh, in, in the island. Uh, I really like Mike. You know, um, I liked him, like playing for him. I did not because he named me the All Star team. None of that got nothing to do with it. I just, you know, he 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 treated the guys like you know adults, and he treated you well. And but he kicked you in the ass if you needed it. And and that's what I like. It wasn't like you know, them fucking baby people. And eh. you know, he expected you to show up and play. And and. You know, he he backed you up too as a coach, which was awesome. Now, Tim, when you were in Russia, not a lot of people spoke English. So, did you and any of the other English speakers kind of do the same thing? Kind of skate around the ice, calling coaches' names, or name? Like, yeah, I didn't even know the coaches' names. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of it, it was just like, you know, yeah. I mean, it was it was um, that was probably the hardest part was language, you know, but the barrier, the language barrier, but. We were lucky though, because you still, you know, like you, you can do anything with your phone now, right? So, I mean, you just Google Translate and all that stuff. I wish I would have learned the language a little bit, you know, more because I did. Should have got Babel. Yeah, I, le- I learned, I learned it enough. But oh yeah, I mean, it would just be like practice would be like just getting the end of the line, you know? No, like no, because they there was one team I played on there was zero English, and it was just like. I would just assume they're always saying good things about me, <laughs> but yeah. 
Uh, it was it was good though. That's a great league. I'm I'm lucky that I got a chance to play there and even live there. I think nowadays, um, today, like more people want to know about Russia, and it's um, you know not many people get a chance to to live there. So I have a lot of gratitude, I guess you want to call it, towards that opportunity. Even though I got a lot of fucking shit stories too, but you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bore you with them. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten in trouble in St. Petersburg a few times. I get it. Mm. Those cops are not fast. You can outrun those guys. I'm telling you. I've never yeah. been to Russia. I've, I've been to Ukraine, but not Russia. So I haven't been there yet. Yeah, I've been to Russia. Culture shock. First time I went. Yeah, they're they're sneaky. <clears throat> you take a taxi, and they would just like all of a sudden have no yeah. change. You know, yeah. like, and they're like checking everyone. It's like, all right, I'm not gonna, you know. And then I'm arguing in English. He's yelling in Russian, and I'm just like, I don't have time for this. But yeah, keep it. Keep the money. Keep, yeah, it. Just keep it. I'll just keep get robbed it. again. Screw it. <laughs> you know, St. Petersburg's like it's like it's like it's like Scandinavia basically. Like that's a pretty it's actually fun city, and it's right there. What it borders Finland, right? You can just go. Yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, kind that's of right on the water. That's why I ended up there. <laughs> Got you. So, uh, AK Bears, why didn't they keep you? Uh because I had a real shitty playoffs. But you led them in scoring. I know. I'm telling you, it's crazy. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't like, and I, I, I get it, but I was also like. I love your honesty, Tim. No, I, I had a. I, <laughs> no, but a lot of guys won't say that. Like, oh, no, I, was all, I was awful. And I kind of, I kind of regret that. I didn't speak enough Russian. You yeah. said I sucked in the playoffs. That's no, I, a lot yeah, of guys no. will do that. I sucked in the playoffs for sure. I think my attitude was kind of shitty too. I was, but they. They, uh, I think they got word too that I was like, like trying to go somewhere else. It was all messed up. But then they, but they, you know, they cut ties with me and they paid me what I was owed, which was like a percentage, you know, and they bought me out. And I was lucky because that team was, you know, as as professional as it gets, and they were awesome. And I think, you know, it was the first year like they didn't make it past the first round. Like I'm saying, there's a common denominator here, and all like a lot of my seasons where we lose, and it's not. <laughs> I'm starting to realize it's not everyone else. But it's uh, no, I and, and so they were just really upset about that. And when you're done playing over there, it's not like, hey, season's over. Let's go to Vegas. It's like they keep you for like 30 days and then they just skate you and like you practice the next day like nothing. It's the craziest thing. Like you'll just have a regular practice the next day. Guys are like hooting and hollering and like it's like we just lost and guy, you know, and that they their contracts run to like the end of April and they're, play, you know. They, they, they have the right to do that because you're still under contract. But, right. uh, yeah, no, I was I was kind of that suitcase at the end of my year. I think it was tough. Russia was tough because I never got, like, I, I you know, I can go on and say, like, I could have stayed here and there. But when you're kind of getting uh, – in Europe in general, when you're playing over there, you got to have – like, they got to put you with, you know, another kind of import or, you know, someone who – you know, that speaks your language. Like that's, somebody you can talk to. Yeah. Someone, you know what I mean? Like, so, cause a lot of guys, there is a guy like Nigel Dawes. He's, I don't know if you know the name, but he's been, yep. he was yep. you know, over there forever. And it was awesome. Cause he was like him, Brandon Boshensky and, and Boyd, I think his first name what was his first name, Daryl Boyd or, or I don't know the guy that was in Calgary for a little bit, but they were aligned for like eight, you know I mean? Six years. And they were awesome. They were like one of the best lines in the league. So I'm, I feel like I'm just I can go on and on here, but you know, maybe don't let me do that. 
<laughs> oh no blaine runs it i'd, I'd just show up <laughs> people are getting tired of our stories we figure we bring somebody in with better stories yeah my uh, you know whatever you guys want to know more about my failures is that what you're <laughs> well it's you know for us yeah you, you get a winner in knuckles and then tim yeah <laughs> no it's uh you know, I've had, I was in a couple of finals in the, I, I always, you know, maybe, the, you know, I'm not saying like this, but playoffs are playoffs. I don't care what league it's in. I mean, it's a grind and it's hard. And I just remember playing in a couple of playoffs where like, you just go, you know, and I'm sure it was normal, but you go through the lineup on the other team and you're just like, you know, I heard this guy's, you know, wife's cheating on him. So don't make sure you let him know, <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> you got to deal with possibly seven games of just, you know, that kind of just bullseye and just kind of that, you know, as Nux knows, it's, it's a grind everywhere. And it was hard in every, every country I played in for sure. Yeah. I don't think people understand just how, uh, how hard it is to play that uh, at that level. I mean, even it's maybe not the NHL, but other leagues as well. I don't think there's a single person at the end of a playoff that is walking normally. Well, it's just the intensity of just goes up, right? Because it's for all the marbles during the regular, like, honestly, the NHL is ridiculous. It's almost, um, it, it, it's, I can't say unfair. It's just the, the quality of the product when you're playing, you know, four or five games a week, it's, it's crazy with the travel and, and then, okay. The, the regular scenes over and you go in the playoffs that, I mean, yeah, it's awesome. It's a true test of can you survive, get through it somewhat healthy with your better players and, and, and really come and show up and play every night. That's why when you look at what Colorado did this year, only losing four games, that's, you know, pretty incredible what they did. But, and, and that's after playing those 82 games. Like it's, you know, it's a little bit of greed, I think, on the owner's part. Uh, they'll never, they'll never pull back. If it, if they could get it done, just take ten games off the schedule. Ten, seventy-two games, and at least, you know, spread some game. Give the guys a little bit more of a break. I think you you get a much better product. And then maybe there's so many goddamn teams like the thirty-two. I remember, you know, when we're in the old Adams Division, you play Boston eight times during the season. You know, four there, four in Montreal. And, and then you'd play them in three exhibition games or four. It was like crazy. You play them 12 times before the playoffs. You hate each other. You want to kill each other. And it was awesome for the game because regular season games, when you went into Boston, there was no, it was like a playoff game. It was not like, oh, we're going to take tonight off. You take tonight off, you fucking scraping your head off the fucking glass, you know? So I, I think. You know, I think there's other ways they can do it. But, you know, I like Bobby O says they talk about the health of the players and concussion, all this shit. But Bobby O saying, put the red line back in. Let's see them pass their way out of trouble. Let's see them, you know. And I like the idea of that. Now, they seem to think, um, you know, the wide open, no red line is better. Batman and company, it's a better product. Uh, there's more high-speed collisions. There's more speed and all that. And th- that is great. It's a fast game. I still think it would be a fast game, but maybe a little more skill involved when it comes time to 
having to pass your way out of trouble and come up the ice together. What about the issue uh, though? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say the issue though. Yeah. You see all these open ice hits and these high speed hits, but now every time someone hits someone, some other, some guys throwing his gloves up in the air and going after you. Like, I don't know how many times I've seen Romanov claim, throw a clean uh, hit and then someone's jumping on his back for throwing yeah. a clean hit. So yes, you're getting that excitement in that, but then it's ruined because you're blowing whistles down right away because someone's yeah. trying to, you know, not really fight you, but push you around right. because you, yeah, you know, a little bit so, of wrestling. you do a little bit of wrestling and you're pushing mm-hmm. them to the ground. Look what mm-hmm. I did to you, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, so I, I think that kind of, you know, like that kind of takes away from that exciting hit because you can't keep the play going because the whistle's blowing because some guy didn't like the fact that you hit this other guy. So, but I they have like maybe a, fight. That's where I think maybe the big enforcer guy would change that, right? Yeah. Like I don't like I mean like you know, maybe that one hit happens and it is a melee. Now it's like that guy. You know, maybe that hit's not going to happen as much and the game's going to have more flow. Actually, right. Now, but like you said, the same guy can just keep running everyone, wrestle, you know. I mean, I know there's all the, the game's going to kind of stop and all that shit, but, like, there's no, like, you know, he's not really thinking he's going to be too accountable, I guess. And then when you get it, when it's someone like a Wilson, there's no one, you know. I mean, he's like Except no for Reeves, right? Reeves yeah. kind of, like, he put an end to that now. Like, is Wilson going to still do that stuff in New York? I don't think so. He, it's kind of like I'm not going to get away with it this time. That's for sure, mm. you know. And I think that's a good thing. But you know, a lot of teams don't have guys like that. You know, I, you know, I don't blame them. A lot of times you don't need them. But honestly, I, I always found it. Um, I, I guess a little not unfair, but I always thought Crosby should at least have somebody with him, and Lemieux did. And then he got said the kid there, and it's like, you know, I mean, he had one or two guys earlier, but then, then he kind of, I mean, he got the concussion, and then, right? Do we yeah. see anybody respond to that? And anything happen from that? No. And he is at the time best hockey player in the world. You have no one to protect him. But cases like that, I think you should have somebody because you just never know. There's some fucking screwball out there waiting to make a name for himself blaine poffin there you go <laughs> just because that's how i play in a beer league that doesn't mean it would work anywhere else oh you're that guy in the beer league guy. yeah <laughs> the drunk guy he's, yeah he's you're the guy, the guy who, you're the reason why i never play hockey anymore <laughs> no he's he's the guy with no knees that just says that because it's the only way you can catch up to people <laughs> <laughs> literally they're fake <laughs> no, the, the, uh, back to the uh the, the marketing of the game i mean the speed of the game is great and all but maybe like the nba they should bring in some of the uh personality like you look at Kadri's comments after the after this final telling people to kiss his ass stuff like that we i think we need more of yeah you had sean avery right yeah for a little bit but no i see what you're saying i mean i guess that's kind of the way it's yeah, I don't know. I I, I like why. I mean, I, it's entertaining. I don't know. What do you think about that, Nux? You know, I, listen, hockey guys were always guarded in what they said and careful. And, you know, PK is a little colorful, right? He likes throwing the color out there. And 
you know, he is a colorful kid. And uh, he's going to definitely have a good career after hockey in doing that. Yeah. Um, How about Biz? Like Biz on TV? Biz? Well, I was going to get to Biz. Like, honestly, did a lot of guys are very guarded in what they say at times. They just, hockey guys have always been like that. And I'm not going to say a lot of cliches thrown around. You know, every interview can almost tell ready what the guy's going to say, right? You know, the question. The puck's in deep. Yeah, <laughs> puck's deep. Get him to the net. Fucking blah, blah, go to the net. Fucking take him to make a blame. Like, whoa. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, you know, and, and you look at what they tried to do here on TV down the state. They try to do the TNT thing. The basketball thing works great with those guys on TNT. Charles Barkley and company. Jack. Shaq. I love it. I think they have some funny. Moments. Yeah, it's awesome. But they they were trying to do that with hockey. They got biz now getting a little crazy, which getting close and talk it's there and they try and get them going. But I don't know. Is it going to work in hockey? We'll see. We'll see. Is that going to work like it does in basketball? Right. Who knows? I can tell you what doesn't work. And that's the Sportsnet roundtable does not work. Yeah, okay. that's camera work. I get sick. I don't know. I don't know. I if think you might have to help Tim with that. Yeah, you so, just spoke Russian. What are you talking about? In What's Sportsnet, they have Kelly Rudy and uh, uh, like Ron McClain. Uh, Kevin Bieksa. I Kevin love Bieksa. I love, I love Kevin's Bieksa. the only guy I enjoy on that. And uh, who's the other one? Uh, the Anthony girl there. Stewart? The girl. Cassie oh. Camp? No, Cassie Camp. Is it Cassie no. Campbell? No. Uh, anyway, the girl. And <laughs> this is the girl. The poor the girl. girl. I, I, that sounds bad, but yeah, I just can't done. remember. You're I can't done. remember her name. It's this show's over. Um, <laughs> this is our last show. But it's basically they just go around, and they talk, and Kelly Rudy's like, oh, I think that guy did good. And Bieska tries to say stuff and liven up, but it's just dull, dull, dull. And BX is a guy, too, that, like, he like he's good with, like, when feeding off somebody, right? Like, he's, like, yeah. if you're going to – I know mean, him a little, I know him a little bit. If you, get, you kind of give him shit, he's quick. He's witty. But, like, oh, yeah. if there, none of that's there – it's, but you know. and, and Ron McClain got to retire. I'm sorry, but uh, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. Uh, Maybe BX no, did I, a great job mocking him. Well, mocking he did, he did copying him, copying him. Yeah, did a Ron McLean impersonation. So, in front if, of Ron. if you ever watch Canadian sports net hockey on Saturday night, don't watch the intermission, it's terrible, <laughs> just terrible. <laughs> Like there's, the Black there's Hawks, no yeah, the Blackhawks intermission, like just be you know in Chicago here. It's 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 awful. I mean, Ch- Chelly's daughter's awesome. I think she's out of there. I mean, she's very like, good. The way up, she's yeah. awesome. But like other than that, it's like they got these young guys like with like their suits on and like you know Nike high tops and just you know just, it's just weird. It's a weird <laughs> feel and and it's like yeah, like you said, it's just like you're like falling asleep. But I don't get that Canadian stuff up there, so I just get yeah. busy biz 24 hours he's like in my living room every night it's like jesus but no i get it so and i i think the nhl needs more of that i think they need more excitement between periods they need more personalities i think you're absolutely right about pk i think if pk goes into broadcasting after this he's going to be an incredible broadcaster uh um i dare i say i mean you need a don cherry type guy back on the air especially here in canada you kind of need that but I don't know. Mm. We're, we're too soft. Yeah. <laughs> we're too soft. I'm losing weight. All right. Leave me alone. 
Yeah. <laughs> Too soft. <laughs> I don't know. And that was our final episode of Habs Unfiltered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, some of that, yeah, some of that uh, personality, the guys with the, the nicknames are all really, it's just, you know, Stapes or Stapesy or anything like that. Oh, I get shit. I get shit. Like, it's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like the hockey, like you just shorten the last name and then add a Y or whatever, you know, and it's, it's hilarious. I, I was doing that to some of my buddies here and they didn't, they just thought it was so funny. And I'm like, no, that's like, I mean that's just how it is it's, yeah. like, it's not funny it's and it just happens you know yeah so it's, it's, yeah anyways the lady it, the lady jennifer bottle jennifer bottle that's it yes there you go yeah she played team is that Canada, the, is that right? the yeah. woman is that the woman that's, that's the woman that's that's, okay. that's that's the woman on the show she's not too yeah. bad either like i'll, I'll give her yeah. credit for credit like, but the so show boring and then they have the woman i think woman. she's good i think she's <laughs> i good. think she's good she yeah. knows her hockey yeah, yeah, listen, we're so used to hearing men, right? It's yeah. men, it was Don Cherry, Grapes was giving it to everybody, like, yeah. and now they've kind of made that transition into, and, you know, uh, when we talk about diversity and inclusion and all that, and you can see that, obviously, trying to do it, bringing a woman in, and she's capable, that's the yes. thing. Yeah, so, yeah, and, and, um, and it's it's nothing against her, This the, 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 the way they do it in general is just... There's no excitement to it. Like too contrived. There's no, there's no reason to watch it. <laughs> they talk about the lease and then it's over. That's about it. Yeah. And, and yeah, we're in the second heard. round. <laughs> you make it to the second round. Why are you talking about the Leafs? Yeah. I think that's a little more on TSN though. You know, if you ask me, I think TSN is, I mean, come on. Toronto well, Sports Network. It's well, with, o, like, with O-Dog there, all O-Dog talks about is the yeah, Leafs. The Leafs. That, but they all do. It's they, in that city. It's, it, you know, come on. It's funny. Uh, you know, anyway. they Obviously, they, they probably get sick of hearing about Montreal stuff over the years. Montreal won all the cops. Sure. And, you know, and the Leafs sucking for so many years. And then they can't get out of the first round still. So they're dying for that one day. Um, they can be with the avalanche. Uh, they'll be able, all be able to celebrate on those. So, what, what what do you think's keeping them from being where the avalanche is? The Leafs. I don't think uh, the back end was that good for this team. Um, I, I I think that's been that way for years, and I think that's yeah, been, yeah, yeah. I I think they got to address that. Some, you know. You know, they brought in some older guys, right? Uh, what's his name? The kid from Calgary there. They brought in Giordano. You know, he's up there, right? What's he, 37? 38. 36, 38. Yeah, something Still like pretty that. young, right? Yeah. No. Really young no. In, in life terms. In life terms. <laughs> yeah. In hockey terms, you're a fossil. <laughs> Mike Smith. Pretty much. <laughs> Mike Smith's 40. Uh, yeah. So. Blaine, I think I know where you're going with this nickname, so you might as well I get was. the question. Yeah, so, Someone's been killing me. I wanted to know. When you played in Winnipeg, you had a, t- a teammate named Clitsum. Please tell me his nickname was Clitty. Yeah. Clitty. <laughs> yeah. Clitty. Was that his nickname, Clitty? Yeah, Clitty, you know? <laughs> that was normal. Yeah, he was awesome. Grant, he was great. Clitty. <laughs> it was so much so fun with that. Blaine. Blaine, but we, that's this how it's is our going. last I mean, show ever. 
you know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, that is how, I mean, yeah, you're just doing what the, the whole, you know. What was his last name? Clitsum. Clitson. Clitsum. 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 What if it was Titsum? Some clit. What if it was Titsum? Titty. So it would have been Titty, right? Yeah. Well, Tofoli's nickname's Top Titty. But you're like, like you're calling for the puck from Clitty. Like, yeah. Not, like people don't realize, like, this is your name. <laughs> like, you're not, like, this, like, you know, like, you're done. Like, that's your name. So, it's, you know, it's kind of funny. <laughs> oh, the, I would have so much fun with that. Yeah, we I did. Guess. So. I probably would have been so, fired, but I would have had a good time. So, Tim, what shenanigans did you get up to with the uh, the Riverwalk there in uh, San, was it San Antonio? Yeah, I was only there for a few months, but we we had a that was oh man, that was bringing up some memories. Yeah, we, <laughs> we had some fun, but we it was just minor league. You know, we were good. Our team was sick, and then we um, I left. You know, a couple of us left uh, after twenty five games. You know, I was only on a twenty five game contract that year, and then was I signed Scott with- Allen there then. Scotty Allen. Scotty Allen. Allie. <laughs> Yeah, Allie. Uh, Allie wasn't there. Al? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know who that is. <laughs> he was a coach. I think he coached her. No, we time. had we had uh, Scott Allen. What's maybe that was our coach? I don't know. No, we had this guy. He was I. I loved him. I forgot. I gotta look him up. He was like a fighter. I think. What year were you there? Uh, 2010, I think. No, 2010. yeah. San Antonio. What were they? Rampage. They the had Rampage. The, the mascot was like he had to have been an ex player. He skated better than like any everybody. Uh what was his name? T Bone. T Bone, I think his name was. Rampage. You know, the games were fun to go to. I, I was uh posted down there for a little while taking courses no, and stuff. Was, we got good fans. We it was yeah. the same where the the Spurs played. And it was um yeah, no, we had a, we had a, I loved playing there, you know, I, what's the original quail, the, the, the river walk. Yeah, we, yeah, there was a lot of like, you know, I think I got arrested one night, I don't know. but that was like kind of, you know, I was, so did 50 other people on the river walk, you know, it was just like, I didn't get arrested. I think, I, I, I don't know. I can't remember, but it was Ray it was, Edwards. Was that your coach? Ray, Ray Edwards. Edwards. Yeah. There you know you him? Razor. Ray, Ray. Razor. You know, I'm a, big, I'm, I'm a big fan, and maybe it's just because me, but I think spending, like, just one year in the minors is, like, such a huge thing, like, for maturity. Because, like, down there, it's, like, no one – like, everyone's, you know, everyone's, like, pissed. You know, no one cares who you are, like, what round you got drafted in. And it's kind of – I think it's – it's it can benefit a lot of guys, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, like, everyone down there, too, is, like, everyone got, you know, got screwed over. Like, everyone should be in the NHL, like, kind of mentality. But I had a lot of fun in the minors, for sure. And then maybe I'm just saying that because I was a minor league. <laughs> so, like, no, I just think, you know, we it's just a healthy, it's a maturity mature, maturity kind of phase. And, and, and I don't know. I think everyone should have to play. But I don't know, then. Then again, a lot of guys don't either. Nux, did you play in the minors? I played in the American Hockey League for 49 games in 79-80. I played uh, Halifax. I played for the Nova Scotia Voyagers. I played for the V's. 
And it's funny you brought that up. Um, the minus because it it was a good experience for me. I certainly needed it. But when I came in, there was a guy, Norm Dubay and Jerry Byers. All right. Now, and Bill Riley was there. Bill Riley was 28. Byers and Dubay were 27. And I looked at those guys like they were old. Right. <laughs> I, I'm just turned 21. And these guys have been around, right? They've been around for eight years, nine years. And they look like old to me. Yeah. Like Jerry Byers was awesome. Like he was a, a Nova Scotia kid and, you know, come up from Kentville, Nova Scotia. Great guy, great team guy, score goals. But, you know, smoking butts between periods, the whole thing. But, you know, that whole era is just, man. And when I came in, I just, I couldn't believe, like, those guys look so old, but it's a great learning experience for me. Now, like awesome. the old guys, the you know the rookies are the veterans now. I think, yeah. like, oh yeah, I think like in all and just life in general. Like I go to play golf over here, and the kid, the kid that cleans the clubs, he's like seventeen, just like chirp, like he just makes fun of me every time I pull <laughs> off. And I'm like, dude, like I'm forty, and I was I mean, just thinking, the- like when I was seventeen, I, I would never even think twice about doing that, you know. He's like, yeah, how many just, balls are you going to lose today? And I'm like, probably a lot, but like, yeah. you know, maybe shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, just clean the clubs and shut the fuck up, kid. Yeah, like, <laughs> Where you get I, one of them over the head. Yeah. So it's just, uh, yeah, it's just different times, I think, in all uh, walks of life. But yeah, that's how I was, Knox. Just like, my, I, I was scared almost, right? Like, it was just like, you know, kind of just shut up and do what I was told. And yeah, I don't know. It's kind of how what? I was raised, too, so. These fucking women. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely our last show, Blaine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a good run. Yeah. Oh, now, and now, Chris, you got to tra- you get to travel around a lot now too, don't you? You get to go to Hawaii and Yeah, I don't I yeah, beach. I just yeah, I don't travel a lot. I mean I did uh for a while. Still on your, he's still on his cup parade. Yeah, yeah, I'm still on the cup parade. <laughs> it's not over yet. I'm trying to get fight my way through the crowd. Um, yeah, you know, the only reason I go there, my girlfriend's from there, and we go and visit her family, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, I'd like to travel more, but um, not the case. Maybe someday. I, I love to fish. I'm a fishing fool. I'll fish every day if I could. And I do right around here, but bass fishing stuff. But I love salmon fishing. I love marlin fishing. And I love tuna fishing. The three I really love to do. I love saltwater fish. I, I've gone tuna fishing with my father-in-law. We, he's, he, uh, he owns a lobster plant down on the South Shore here in Nova Scotia. Yeah. And he'd take me out on a boat to go after some tuna. Well, that what shit town? ain't easy. What town? No, it's fun, though. What, uh, uh, Clark's Harbor. Where? He's he's in Clark's Harbor, down on an island off the South Shore. Okay, is that down past? Uh, when you say South Shore, talk to me. Yarmouth like, way. Yarmouth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Near Yarmouth, there. Right on. Yeah, yeah. I we did the whole. I a couple times they did the whole thing playing games. My first year, I went to Yarmouth uh, to do a hockey clinic. My first year, I did it with a French guy, Sylvain Loca. 
couldn't speak a lick of English. I couldn't speak a lick of French. And Bert Templeton, the coach, sent us both down there. We flew down to Yarmouth from Halifax. And we had to, we did the hockey clinic and then we had to drive back together. What a game cluster that was. Oh my God. Sylvain Loka. I know it's a long one, right? Yeah. And when I'm driving it, I'm going to my in laws. So it makes it worse. I like Lunenburg. Lunenburg's a nice little town, right? Yep. Uh, Coast. Yeah. I love Nova Scotia. Awesome. I'm from Cole Harbor, so I'm from uh, oh, Sydney. Cool. Cre- yeah, uh, well, Sid just outside Mac. Lawrencetown, yeah. Sid Mac. Yeah. There, actually. Oh, you're not Sid- from Cole Harbor. <laughs> uh, all right, Lawrencetown. I'm teasing. Which is <laughs> five minutes from Cole Harbor. <laughs> uh, but Sidney Crosby's uh, dad's aunt is my was my neighbor growing up, so that's my connection really? to Sidney Crosby. Did she get Sydney- you a stick signed? No, Come I on. mean I, I'm Sidney Crosby. I'm 20 years older than Sidney Crosby. So, so but, uh, his dad got kicked out of every rink in Nova Scotia. Why? Because everybody's yelling at his kid. No, because he was yelling at everyone else. Else's kids. Yeah. Because oh, he, his, his kid was the greatest. Oh, I heard wrong, some, but <laughs> it's funny. I, I, I heard a few things in Pittsburgh about that, yeah, but his, his dad was drafted by the Canadians as a goalie. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, 84, I, I think. 84? Really? I think it was so 84. He's at training I, uh, camp. He was at training camp. Oh, that's Tro- a surprise. Troy Crosby, is that his first name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Troy. Yeah, his name's still on the list of band from uh, several of the rinks that yeah. I coach in here. Wow. Yeah. He was that bad. Wow. Do you <laughs> think bad. Do you think Troy really gives a shit? No. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Uh, he was drafted in 84, 12th round, 240th overall. Wow. I read it on the plaque going into Cole Harbor. Where were you, Knox? Two forty two. I was two thirty one. So he was a two two hundred forty. Yeah, the bust. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't fucking show up. No. Yeah. And climb climb the ladder (laughs) all the way to number one from two forty. I wonder why he was just angry, guys. Two thirty one. Judge him. You know, he's just you know, he's yelling at everyone. He should have been a forward. Right, Sydney's sister's a goalie, and he she played very well. I don't know how far she got, but his sister was a goaltender. And you knew his aunt, yeah. I knew his great aunt. I knew Sydney's great aunt, his great aunt, yeah. It's great, his dad's aunt. So she used to babysit, you lived across the street. So you both stationed, you know, Sydney is what you're saying, like that you're one of those guys, like that connection allows you to say, like, I know Sydney Crosby. No, I never say that. I just say okay. that is my connection. This grew up with him. I grew up with him. Yeah. 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 We go to Tim's and have a coffee. <laughs> yeah. Grab the Zamboni there. Yeah. Collect, uh, collect hockey caps. <laughs> so, are you guys in the Navy now on a ship in Halifax? No. I'm in uh, Halifax, and I don't belong to a ship right now. I'm uh, I'm working the headquarters for the or for the fleet. Okay. And I'm currently posted to Ottawa. And I'm working on uh, recruiting and uh, retention for the military. Cool. Are you in a hotel? I am in a hotel right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, this he is. Was, this, I, I, I was going to say, my, like, that's just, yeah. The, I keep my room like a backdrop. hotel. I keep my living room as like a hotel. You're not room. in the Navy. You're just like, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, we currently yeah, have a road, you know. <laughs> we currently have a minor warship going through the Great Lakes. So we're, uh, we're 
kind of following that around and putting up booths and trying to recruit people to the military. So no, I I um took a Canadian ship. I was in Astoria, Oregon, um, a few years back around in 2010, and I ended up taking a Canadian ship from the mouth of the Columbia River in Astoria all the way up to Portland. They do uh, the Rose Day yep. or whatever they do in Oregon. The Rose and Fest, it's a good time. Yeah, Rose Fest. Yeah, they, they always have a Canadian ship there. And I rode up on the, It was awesome. It was good. We had a great day. It was fun. So I've been... Um, I've done quite a few things with the military here in Canada and the U.S., you know, so it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yes. My dad was a Green Beret. My dad was just passed. He was a special forces guy in the U.S. Um, so... Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're in Hamilton now. We're going to Toronto, Oshawa, Kingston. We're going to be in Montreal, Quebec, and then Rimouski. And we're done. Oh, cool. And back to Ottawa, I guess. Well, wish you luck with the recruiting and hopefully you. you can catch a couple fish. Well, that's, that's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> Reel them in. Reel them in. God, we need them. I'm sitting, I'm sitting yeah. in a closet in the headquarters wondering when someone's going to come replace me. So come on, help me out. No, oh, you're boy. in that closet, Blaine, because we don't want you anywhere else. It's true. You're hidden. I'm, I'm that old crusty chief in the corner. Old crusty chief. Not a chief. All yet. right, boys. Good well, thanks start. a lot, guys. We yeah, really yeah, appreciate coming you coming out. on. Um, yep. And <clears throat> if anyone wants to check you guys out, where where do they go? What website? There you go. Spotify. Any of any uh, site that carries podcasts. We're on uh, iTunes, uh, YouTube, everything. And uh, yeah, we just uh, we're me and Tim are banging away here, trying to pump them out as much as we can. The podcast. We got a few um, pretty good guests, I'd say, coming up this week. We have Mike Keenan, Don Cherry, Brendan Gallagher, and. John LeClaire, former. I'm face my bully. Player. I'm facing my bully. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mike Keenan's your bully, isn't he? Yeah. It? Tomorrow. I call him coach the whole interview. Coach, whatever. Surprisingly, Tomorrow, Tim is going to rip Mike Keenan a new asshole. <laughs> no, no. I mean, maybe. maybe. And all those names <laughs> yeah. were mentioned during this podcast. Amazing. Isn't that funny? That's <laughs> not Weird. funny. <laughs> I'm bringing my muscle. I'm confronting my bully with my muscle. Are you going to hide you know, behind he's gonna, knuckles? He's going to act like he never, he's going to act like he doesn't know who I am. And I'm be like, we're still doing this, Mike? You go, you played for me? We're, we're, this is what we're doing right now? Like, still? Like, you played for me? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, what team? What team? No, he was, he was, I was telling Nux, he was, he was at the end of the day, like outside, he, he was good. I mean, he let me go home and see the birth of my son, you know, and he was, I don't know. I, I, it was just, he was crazy. You better not be nice to him tomorrow. That's all I no, can say. You better fucking lay into him. I'm going to be like shadow boxing. Yeah. I'll be, I'm getting ready. Stand behind nuts. I'm going to sign on my screen. My paws, my hands are taped. I'm going to put the foil on Come first. In, yeah. Put a little shoe yeah. polish on I'm there. Black in the eye. I'm fucking around tomorrow. Grease it up. I'm, baby oil. Hey, I'm pretty tough on the screen. You know, <laughs> so. All right, Keyboard boys. Hey, yeah, listen, thanks, thanks lot, for having us. All the best. Good luck with the podcast. Yeah. I know, I guess this is the last one, but uh, good luck <laughs> yeah. with um, yeah. next no, year. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Are we good to just kind of sign off here? Yeah, yeah we're yeah, just sure. signing off. So thanks a lot. Thanks All right, a lot, take guys. Care.
the Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. 